0: The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord. Lord, Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, Stay awake, for you do not know on which day your Lord will come. Be sure of this. If the master of the house had known the hour of night when the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and not let his house be broken into. So too you also must be prepared, for at an hour you do not expect the Son of Man will come. Who then is the faithful and prudent servant whom the master has put in charge of his household to distribute to them their food at the proper time? Blessed is that servant whom his master on his arrival finds doing so. A man I say to you, he will put him in charge of all his property, but if that wicked servant says to himself, my master is long delayed and begins to beat his fellow servants and eat and drink with drunkards, the servant's master will come on an unexpected day and at an unknown hour and will punish him severely and assign him a place with the hypocrites where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. The gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to the you, Lord Jesus Christ. 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 Today in the gospel, we hear the word hypocrite again. Mm -hmm. So it's an ongoing conversation that Jesus is having with the scribes and Pharisees. So these are not his favorite people. Of course, he loves them, but the way that they treat other people angers him. And that's why he's been so stern with them, as we have been hearing in these gospels over the last few days. But today, he's starting to shift a little bit in his tone and in the message. And it's starting to go a little bit broader. And I think as we listen to him today, what he wants us to hear from him today is a message about our relationship with him He's trying to awaken these scribes and Pharisees. That's not his preferred way of dealing with us, as I said yesterday. He doesn't like to get angry. He doesn't like to make threats about wailing and grinding of teeth. That is not God's preferred way of interacting with us, for sure, for sure. The word that came to me as I was just glancing over this earlier, is complacency. To be complacent means to not really take seriously, to not be very attentive, to not appreciate something or someone. So I think in some ways here, God is speaking to all of us about the danger of complacency. It's not that God wants us to be anxious about our relationship with him. On the contrary, he wants us to have a loving friendship with him. It's the enemy of our souls, the enemy of God, who is constantly trying to drive a wedge in between us and God and one another. But sometimes the enemy uses this weapon of complacency to put us to sleep so to speak and in some ways we can put things off and we can get distracted we all get distracted in all kinds of things not just our relationship with god (laughs) i'm starting school again part-time and I'm happy to, find, to you know, find anything else to do other than read what I'm supposed to read and write what I'm supposed to write. So that's a part of our human nature. When something is going to be a little challenging for us, we're happy to put it off as long as we can sometimes. That's just human nature. It's when, It's like when the alarm goes off, if we have to set our alarms in the morning and get up at a certain time, and we hear the alarm go off, we really are not happy about that usually and want to hit the snooze button and just put it off a little bit longer if I can. That's human nature. And the Lord knows that. The Lord knows that. So what does he do? He comes after us. The Lord really seeks us out. Perhaps the world's most famous gospel passage, John 3.16, reminds us of that. That God so loved the world, God loved the world so much that he sent his only begotten son. That he gave us his only begotten son so that whoever believes in him might not perish but might have eternal life. For God sent his son into into the world not to condemn the world, but that the world might have life through him. So God is always taking the initiative God is the protagonist in our relationship with him. You've heard me say that many times. So God is the one who proposes. He extends his open hand. He says, Abby, come follow me. Take my hand. He doesn't have his hand turned over. It's so funny, isn't it? How the body and body language speaks to us, right? We know intuitively there's a difference between an open hand and a hand that is turned over like this. This is a hand that's coming out to grab you, right? Come here. Get over here. Right? And we do that to little kids sometimes. God doesn't do that. God doesn't do that. He, as hard as it is, God always respects our freedom. It would, it's hard for him. Imagine you as a, as a mom. You're all moms here, Abby, someday. You'll be a mom. But you've experienced this as a child, right? You're headed towards danger. or You see your child headed towards danger. Well, you reach out like that to stop them, right? Your hand turned over, ready to grab. Because you don't want your child to get hurt. And again, God will do that. But that is not his preferred mode of operation. And, and really, he does respect our freedom. He'll he'll send signs and, and you know graces our way to try to stop us if we're headed in a in a bad direction. But he will always respect our freedom because he doesn't want slaves. God is not interested in having slaves. He wants friends. He wants brothers and sisters, sons and daughters. So God has reached out to us. God is reaching out to us all the time. All the time. So let's pray today that we can be aware of God's efforts and desires to reach out to us. Let's ask God to help us be aware of those invitations, those proposals. And let's ask him for the grace to respond to those invitations, not to be afraid, not to be afraid that we're going to be met with criticism or judgment or condemnation. No, but but rather with mercy, with love, with compassion, with understanding, with grace and mercy. Amen. Yeah.